Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 202, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, September 13th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. If you want to come and take a ride on me, be grinding on my rear with the fake P-P-O-Y. Do I feel this great? Hey, must be the pegging. <laughs> that is courtesy of Case Aiken, uh, who wanted to make sure that we know he's not trying to shame pegging. Yeah, just couldn't stop thinking about yeah, it after just came we talked about After that. our pegging conversation. A tweet thread. There you <laughs> go. Curry. Well, I'm thrilled personally to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Well, it turns out I just took a THC test. Turns out I can hundred percent fat twist even when I'm at my highest. Yeah, I got food problems. That's a smoker in me. Taco Bell off the menu makes me pizza. Me could have had Domino's delivered tasty pizza. Mini Cinnabon, just a little. This blunt has got me stoned. Why hasn't it been passed back? I'm really down. Down to getting some good snacks. I'm Miles Gray and I'm on the Zeitgeist. Okay, thank you to Hank hey. Scipio. Lizzo, truth hurts. And yeah, the truth does hurt. And thank you so much for keeping it very fast food and wheat centric with the AKs recently. So Taco Bell, holler at me. The truth hurts and pegging feels great. That that is the lesson of our AKs. This Today's morning. lesson. Expand your mind to the possibilities. Yeah. Well, Miles, we are mm. thrilled to be joined uh, once again by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. Yeah. Uh, he co-hosts the podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time. Uh, he's one of the funniest stand-up comedians doing it. He's one of your favorites. He's one of our favorites. The hilarious and talented Guy Montgomery! This oh, me. I, I actually got sent a, um, an AKA on Twitter, but it was so long ago it got it's, it's lost in the wash. But I imagine yeah. something along the lines of his name is Guy. He's he's so cool. <laughs> and thank is. you to uh, to the Twitter user for submitting that great AKA. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Someone was trying to uh, was I just like sent. I don't know. Was clairvoyant. Was like next time there's a New Zealand guest, which would have only been you <laughs> or your co-host Tim, right? That's Tim, right. Yeah. The only Kiwis we've had on. But someone was like, we need something like, we don't know how lucky we are for the next New Zealand guest. <laughs> but that AK never came. So I see you on there on the Discord. I appreciate the people who write the AKAs, but even more the people who just give assignments for AKAs. Right. That's, that's a great. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to do anything with this, but here's an idea for, for y'all. Just a that's, that's a great way to live your life is you just yeah. throw your ideas to the side and hope yeah. that someone else will pick them up. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Guy, what is, what's good in New Zealand? What, anything uh, new down your way? What's good in New Zealand? Oh, man. I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, which means mm-hmm. I'm currently spending a lot of time in my house. Right. Police state. It's pretty good. A few days ago, my partner and I stained the deck. Hey. And, uh, you know, you got you to gotta give it up because the, the deck looks different now. Yeah. It's better. <laughs> and when it rains, we just stand there and we look at the deck. And we're like, that rainwater's not impacting that deck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a big feeling for us. So that's pretty good. Yeah, How many days huge. have you been inside? This How long is has it been? About four weeks. So a little while. Mm. Auckland is the only city that is still at the, the strictest iteration of our lockdown. So the rest of New Zealand is allowed to, they're out there having, um, Pina coladas oh, wow. and, and getting caught in the rain and all that <laughs> fun stuff. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, you know, it's a pretty, it's one of the few times in history when I feel like it's very easy to contribute. What's that you say? I got to stay in my house. I'm, I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was doing right. a huge amount of that work before you asked. Right. Citizen of the year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Dedicated to this. And this is based on, I, I think there's like a, a few hundred, like maybe, I think less than a thousand cases of COVID. Yeah. So this is, um, this was in response to one community case, right. which was, which was I, um, roughly four weeks ago. So as soon as the, you know, you get your push notifications on your phone, 
and I was out to lunch with some friends and then I got a notification that said, there is a community case of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, damn. Here we go. <laughs> Here yeah, we that go. means I'll be in my house for a while. And so we're still, because we, we we're behind somewhat in vaccination rates. Because you don't know what's in it, right? I mean, well, that's... yeah, there's a huge, a huge nationwide sort of spurning of uh, all of the research that's gone into those, the miracle of science. <laughs> yeah, we've that seen how New Zealand's acted, yeah, so we know. Quickly. But no, so basically, yeah, the the um until the until our population is uh, there's a high percentage vex. I mean, I think elimination is a strategy until there's a certain threshold of vaccinations when they might start looking into other ways we can mm. handle it. But basically, what happened? Everything was groovy in New Zealand, and then we had a travel bubble with Australia, and one person from Australia came over when they had Delta, and they went back. And, I, you know, like, I like Australians, <laughs> but mm. I only saw one of the bastards when they were visiting. It wasn't the same one. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I Basically, we had one. The numbers are already coming down. Like, yesterday, we had 11 new cases, and um, hopefully we'll re- resume regularly you know, regular broadcasting soon. Oh, good, good. Is uh, is the slow vaccination rate based on resistance among the population? No, no. Right. We're it's um, just... we're we're sort of we've got our sleeves rolled up, and we're just dying for someone to prick a needle into us. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> but it's it's sort of a, a a volume thing and a strategy thing, right? In terms of you know they they vaccinated the people who need vaccinations first, and then. It turns out spry 32-year-old stand-up comedians are pretty damn near the bottom of the list. Ah, mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah. Yes. In due time. But no, it's it's. I think we're currently, like, I think 66% of the population have had the first dose, and I think about a third of the country are fully vaxxed, so it's mm. it's happening, and we just got a, a shitload more. I think 66 is better, better than the U.S. still. But I, I think so judging, judging by the way that citizens respond to government mandates, I think we might have different goals. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right, Guy, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners just a few of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Gavin Newsom's recall strategy. We are going to talk about Biden just exploding the Republican brainstem with these mandates, as you mentioned. So it's not, we're allergic to governmental mandates. We're going to talk about Greg Abbott, the Finally. Texas. Yeah, I know. We He just doesn't get enough burn. Uh, and we, we, we just need to give that guy a little bit of run, see what he's about. Uh, we're going to talk about Cesar Milan's Pitbull. We're going to talk about Miss America, which turned 100 years old. All of that, plenty more. But first, Guy, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Well, first of all, can I say, Jack, those are a lot of conversations I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know me, I can't wait to get down and dirty with the, the gritty bits of American politics and, and really chime in yeah. with constructive insight. <laughs> That's what you're here for. Yeah. Something from my search history is uh, clever things to say on a podcast. Hey. <laughs> no, <it's>, actually, <laughs> what seems I was, like something there would be like a Quora <laughs> article. <before. laughs> no, the, the last thing I was looking up last night was, I, it was a vague recollection of um, an actor who, who hated scra- Scrappy-Doo. So I looked up famous actor hate Scrappy-Doo because it, I don't know if you you know about this, but you know the 2002 live action remake of Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. I've, I I got the answer I was looking for with a limited bit of clicking. But Tim Curry, who's a huge Scooby Doo fan and had actually starred in a director video Scooby Doo movie in 1999, he was he was set to be in the Scooby Doo movie, but then he found out that Scrappy Doo was going to be in the movie, and he hates Scrappy Doo so much. He said, no, thank you, not for me. Holy shit. And wait. stepped off. <laughs> Without he... explanation? Just like he's like, I don't fuck with Scrappy-Doo. I'm Pretty off much, this. yeah. Talk to my this... people. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I'm trying to picture the classy, like, originalist text 
version of Scooby-Doo that he thought he was signing up for. <laughs> like when he, when he first signed up, he was like, this is going to be gritty. It's going to be all about the original cast before they fucking jumped the shark with that Scrappy-Doo shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. It's just such a, like, it's such a beautiful little nugget of trivia. And, you know, when, you know, like late at night when you're, you're sort of, you're, you're meant to be in bed, but there are certain parts of your brain that are yeah. just on a circuit, which are like, I got to I got to get to the bottom of this or we're not sleeping at all. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, top of the search bar. Tim Curry. I mean, greats. trying to figure me, yeah, he's such a, you know, prominent character actor and performer. I wonder what, in my mind, like, he seems so up for anything, but just to hear that (laughs) he's like... Don't be fooled. Yeah, he's like, Congo? Great. What is it about? These fucking weird mutant apes, and we're fighting for mythical diamonds, and I'm Herkimer Hermolka? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Hold on. Scrappy-Doo is in this? (laughs) Get the fuck out of my face. He's like, (laughs) wow. Okay, Tim. Okay. I feel like when Congo, when people were signing up for Congo, since it was, wasn't that the first Crichton book that got made into a movie after Jurassic Park? People were like, this is the next Jurassic Park, baby. Get ready to get your wheelbarrows ready for all the money that's (laughs) going to be pouring in, baby. Yeah. They loved it. They said baby a lot. I remember. I was in a lot of those meetings. (laughs) It was sort of ushered in the, the, the next wave of people using baby sort of colloquially. A lot of people think his most iconic role is Rocky Horror Picture Show no. or Pennywise, but I always, I will always say it is the bellhop or uh, hotel manager from Home Alone 2. Oh. Slice of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a matter of store wouldn't accept your stolen credit card. Yeah. For me, again, it's Herkimer Hermolka, formerly of Romania. That's, that's also, my Tim a, Curry role. I don't know what film it is, but there's a great clip of him that does the rounds on Twitter occasionally, which is him like, I'm going to the one place that's not been corrupted by capitalism. Space! Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Uh, but work. do not put that motherfucker in a script. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we do. do. I mean, he did that. Rail topic. He did that for Scrappy-Doo's sake because he knew what was going to happen to that little shit. If he was on, on set with him, it was going to be, you know, it was going to be on set. Yeah, I've now got a visual of, like, Tim Carey just punting a toddler in front of a green screen <laughs> with all those ping-pong balls on them. What is something you think is overrated? I was well, something I'm doing right now here in New Zealand, which is having some of your own medicine. you'd think it would be nice because you developed the medicine but no we've been in such a unique position in New Zealand for so long where it was like we were enjoying all of the freedoms of living in a COVID free world and then Mm -hmm. you know like it was an instance where it genuinely felt like we were the uh, sort of cultural and sporting hub of the entire globe which is such a rare feeling and then now we're all back in our houses, and I'm like watching sports in the UK and in the states, and the stadiums are full. You know, right, yeah. I know that life must resume, but like reading about what's happening health wise in those countries, and then watching the footage, yeah, I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> but it, I just, yeah, it's it's it, the the boot is well and truly on the other foot, where I've got all of my friends who are living abroad now and look like they're having such fantastic summers, right. And I'm uh, I'm bound within these four walls. You got that hard winter coming or you're in the throes of it. I was curious because it was funny to watch sort of the articles that were coming out when y'all entered lockdown a few weeks ago, because they were just for us. They were like these time capsule articles from March 2020 of like what to do now since you're inside and like activities to consider when you're at home now. And I was just yeah. like, God, y'all are at that part, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Back, wow. Yeah. Back to, back to the beginning. But the you thing guys is, can do like a speed run of all those stages that we went through because, yeah. you know, you could do baking bread, you can do puzzles. It's, it is yeah. actually psychologically, it's a very different. We, there were a lot of <laughs> loaves of bread flying around this house a year ago, but I tell yeah. you what, there's a lot of store bought bread being consumed this year. <laughs> Yeah, I I still consider you guys the standard in the sense that you did enter lockdown to prevent people from dying. I think that was that was yeah, cool right. review. Uh, we've um we've done it again. Yeah. It's um 
this damned millstone of empathy that hangs around our collective necks. <laughs> I just, yeah, I like, I like that the biggest scandal, though, is like, or at least the thing that Jacinda has had to comment on was people having sex in a hospital during lockdown <laughs> and i was like damn y'all still got these cool like whimsical <laughs> scandals still despite it all why well, yeah you know how it is miles you ever mm-hmm. been in a hospital the horniest place on earth yeah oh, man sometimes you need your, your pm to step in and say hey doctors patients for the love of christ could you please stop having sex during this <laughs> lockdown I love how she's she called it sexual relations would be a high risk high risk activity or something like that. <laughs> like, I like that. Very, very professional. So this was this was a at a press conference, somebody asked her, is it appropriate for a, a doctor and a patient to be having sex in the hospital during a pandemic, right? That yeah. was like an actual question that somebody Here, asked. I, I can play this soundbite. It's pretty it's it's just pretty awesome. A patient and a visitor um, at Auckland Hospital. Um, would you say that is this a um, high risk activity in the current climate? Well, I, I think it's a high risk activity potentially. However, I don't know any of the details about that uh, interaction. I would say generally, regardless of the COVID status, that kind of thing shouldn't generally be part of visiting hours. I would have thought. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I would have thought the yeah. full on banging uh, in the room would be outside. That is fun. It is honestly, it's so, I know this will sound silly coming out of my mouth, but it's so jarring to hear a New Zealand accent on a US media property. Even though obviously I have one. You are I'm, right. I'm used to it, but hearing the New Zealand, like hearing the question come through that my cans just then, I was like, Jesus Christ, what sort of novelty <laughs> voice is that? <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah, I'm I'm hoping you find some new activities uh, to engage in to and you know let Thank this you. lockdown blow over. Yeah, yeah, guy. What is something you think is underrated? Amanda freaking Bynes, <laughs> <laughs> hugely underrated. Like sort of reshaped the landscape of sketch comedy for children of a certain generation. Oh, star okay. of all that. Star of the Amanda Bynes show. Mm-hmm. I watched. She's the man. Recently, mm. that sort of U.S. high school reworking of Twelfth Night, where she plays dual characters, mm-hmm. oh. she's so fu- she's so funny, she's so good. And then obviously, um, you know, her career took a backseat to her, um, I don't know, her personal affairs, or whatever. But she's also published the greatest tweet of all time, which is when she added Drake. She said, "I want at Drake to murder my vagina." Well, uh-huh. that was yeah, that was sort of the beginning of people saying it's. Just- What's happening over there? Everything yeah. okay, Amanda? But no, I just, I, I, I feel like she and we were robbed of like one of the great careers because mm. I, like I watched the movie two days, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the part of lockdown where I'm watching those early to mid 2000s sort of yep, I would, I've been cinematic there. entries. And I was just like, holy shit, this woman is so funny. Yeah. But no one's talking about it anymore. How yeah. is the movie in general? Pretty good, man. Is it? Yeah, Channing Tatum is her. He's he's he plays opposite. He's quite old, but my God, he's a smoke show. Uh-huh. And uh, David Cross is this sort of hapless, bumbling, well-intentioned principal. Like, there's a lot of sort of throwaway laugh lines. It's also an incredibly non-challenging, you know, like thing to watch. It's uh, I don't know if comfort food's right, but like you know, it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ninety minutes of my day weren't there after it. It's just, yeah, it's her whole thing is kind of just follows this sort of same arc with so many people who are child actors, you know? Yeah. It ends up being a really just, it leads to substance abuse or other, you know, mental health issues. And yeah, it's funny that you say that because she sort of like, she sort of had her, her troubles with her mental health around the same time where people, it was like the worst environment for that to happen. Absolutely. Get out of here, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And like, to your point, you're like, when you look back at sort of like her body of work, you're like, I see this potential for like a really long career. But unfortunately, like having a, you know, coming up in this age and society where there's just yeah. very little understanding extended to them. It's, it was, yeah. yeah, such a specific, or not specific, like it was all of time until recently, really, when we'd lampoon anyone who, who, who struggled any sort of, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, 
it's it is era specific. I feel like you know Lindsay Lohan could also be put in the same category of actors who were who are on the you know who looked like they were destined for great things, but then just became ripe yeah. for the lampooning. Yeah. Mm. Well, she's you know she had her Ibiza or no Mykonos Beach Club reality show, so Lindsay's yeah. definitely had her few shots. Uh, back at it <laughs> and plus great humanitarian I don't know if you remember when she tried to steal that child from like a like a refugee family with her terrible accent she's like tell yeah. the people what you need I'm Lindsay <laughs> Lohan no, no, and everyone's I, like oh no I don't please. remember that bit yeah, she's, yeah and again you know fucking being a child actor it's almost like we have to be careful with people in their developmental years to not put too much. Uh, no, no, no. We need to thrust them into the spotlight and then yeah. treat them like adults. Yeah. yeah, or be around asshole like people in production who are just going to like scream at a twelve-year-old and be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We got to yeah. make our day, though. We're not doing overtime." You, you're not spending any time with a twelve-year-old before they. Some of them need a good screaming, <laughs> especially especially the famous ones. <laughs> <laughs> Too much damn light in those eyes. Got to yeah. got to dim that shit peg. down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You better Sad. believe it. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and let's check in with the California recall. The vote is mere days away. One day. To be One exact. mere day away Hours tomorrow, away. and it you know the the numbers, the polls, which are uh, absolutely no indication of what's going to happen, but it does uh, affect how people think about what's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Seem to suggest Newsom is has firmed up his position, but yeah, he he's basically just kind of gestured at the GOP and been like that is what you want yeah the in the beginning everyone i remember the first when a lot of the early polling came out you're like oh my god there's a real fuck there's a huge enthusiasm gap between republicans who just want to get get one in to try and you know oust the governor and replace it with you know fucking wannabe fascist larry elder Mm. and because of the messaging that's come out because you know they relied on the powers of like kamala harris Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. I think Joe Biden is going to has like made an appearance or at some point, you know, like you have Obama tweeting about this and so many ads that the gap has begun to tighten. And yeah, like you're saying, his whole thing has nothing to really do about like, yo, look what I did for the state, because let's let's be really clear at the moment. Gavin Newsom hasn't decided where he stands like on a bill that is trying to restructure warehouse uh, standards that would essentially be it's very much pointed at Amazon to give people, you know, time to urinate. And he's still kind of like, hmm, look, let me let let me consider this. So we kind of know we get with Gavin Newsom. But in comparison, what he's doing is, hey, look over there, look at what they're going to do. It's just essentially that if you pick the other guy, it's going to exacerbate coronavirus, like the pandemic because they're going to repeal all of the health and safety measures and just basically be like, yeah, they're going to be like Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. And that has, I guess, been enough for people to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want that because he's not That's, he's not talking about his own record at all. Every politician's dream yeah, right, is to right. running against a, a level of incompetence or a bar that is being lowered so rapidly that all yeah. you have to do is stand in front of the soft focus of the nothing you've done Just, yeah. and point over there and be like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty bad, huh? Right. Right. Okay, yeah, I know I, I don't, I'm not really being unequivocal about whether I believe workers should have the time to pee, but yeah. look at this, though, huh? <laughs> but get a load of this guy. <laughs> look at this guy. He tried to, he tried to, he ate his mask on the steps of the Capitol. I mean, this, is this your governor? I don't know. Um, but yeah, speaking of that low bar, they're loving it. Uh, but more than anything, it seems like the Democratic Party is also really starting to see something that they can run on, which isn't like, hey, remember all that shit we promised you in the presidential election? It's going to be more a midterm thing of like the pandemic could go fully backwards if you give these people more power because they're telling you what they want to do, which is like all bets are off. Let's embrace COVID again because we don't want rules, which seems a little bit dangerous because. 
the COVID situation and the national mood with regards to COVID seems to change from day to day. So mm-hmm. like that seems like I, I don't know. I I might just like do the things you promised to do and uh actually like protect work. No, no, no. Come on, come on, come on. Who lost their job. Hush a bye, hush a bye. No, no, no. We're it's just gonna hush a bye, hush I assume part of it's because of like ideology and the belief that Democrats are actually meant to impact positive change. But it's it's sort of odd to me when I think about it that if a Republican runs against the idea of being like, you know, look over there, it could be so much worse. When they mm-hmm. when they don't have a, a platform or a campaign to run on and just right. uh, which is just pointing at something else, it feels like quite a powerful political weapon and it's useful when the Democrats do it. You're like, no, no, you don't get this. Like, you don't get to do this one. Right. You have to. <laughs> you have to have ideas. Right. Right. And it's like I, I don't know if that's the framework through which you see it as well, but it's sort of um, I, yeah, I can't quite get my head around it. Well, it's the. I mean. Kind of think about it that way, I feel like allows the Republicans to sort of set the standard of what, yeah. like, you know, the that you just have to, like, fight at their level kind of fucks the, fucks the society. And unfortunately, politicians do have power. Yeah, they drag you down to the level and then they go, you, I look at you down here in the mud. This is yeah. where we live. Yeah, and this whole thing is, you know, in regards to these stricter rules, Gavin Newsom has been pretty strict comparatively with how he's running California and certain mandates, like and whether or not they're asking for higher safety standards in schools and things like that have sort of been kind of the front of mind for him. And but there's also, you know, McAuliffe in Virginia. He's also been pretty strict. And overall, they've seen that when the governors do that, it pulls even well, with like independence. So they're really kind mm-hmm. of sort of maneuver drafting behind this sentiment that exists sure. in the country that so many people are like, why are we fucking handholding people who reject any notion that these vaccines and just basic safety standards are going to help us get out of this pandemic? Like we we need to get our, we, we need to sort of get, side with people who are saying, please, you know, lead us out of here rather than kind of like holding your hands up and being like, I don't know, it's a local decision. Like, let's see what you can do as yeah. a leader. And and that's that's been I guess they've they've appreciated that bump uh, in enthusiasm over things like that. Yeah, I mean I appreciate it. Like every indication, like we're about to talk about Biden, like making mandates kind of the standard. I, I every indication seems to be that they've got polling that suggests Americans are, are for majority like not the people we're seeing in those uh, school board meetings. But no. But they're just the loudest. And, you know, a lot of people point to the fact that a lot of that behavior is, you know, whether by design or not intended to give people this like data to say, like, you're not alone. There's many of us like this. Mm. Join this movement when it's it's a pretty vocal minority. And then Mm. along with the governor election, I think we're also seeing what the Republican strategy is going to be, too, which is, again, just screaming at the top of your lungs. They're going to steal the election. Because that's what Larry Elder, who has been the sort of front runner, if the recall goes through, if it gets past 50 percent, he said, quote, what I believe is that no matter what they do, and I believe that there might very well be shenanigans as it were in the 2020 election, no matter what they do. So many Californians are angry about what's going on. And then he said he has a voter integrity board. I don't know what that means. Like, I have a voter integrity board all set up. Most it's of these people board. are lawyers. It's yeah, it's an ironing board. board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just checks the but integrity it has, like, of all, all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of uh, divining rods and stuff. Right, <laughs> and they say so. When people hear things, they contact us. We're going to file lawsuits in a timely fashion. Now that may be tough. Just the shenanigans argument, because the number of act, you know, the, the number of actual Republicans in the state mathematically sort of makes this a bit difficult. If the turnout is around fifty five percent in the state, then the, the like for the recall campaign to have to be successful, they would need more people to turn up for the recall as they did for people that voted for Trump in 2020. Right. So So that's good. Yeah. Like we're starting to look at like a lot of analysts are looking at the number of ballots that have already come in and like that it's double for Democrats and things like that. Plus what the real number is like as they see the projections, what could happen again? We could be completely fucking up and be, be, right. <laughs> they're swearing in fucking Larry Elder at some point. I mean, all that to say, if you live in California, please vote. I yes, know it's yeah. not perfect, 
when we all have our misgivings, especially with how this state could be run better. Yes. Uh, but absolutely, again, we're caught in a fucking yeah. stupid binary of like, you know, Kroger brand Patrick Bateman or the, the <laughs> fucking radio host who's like, man, slavery was like just such a joke, y'all. And I'm black, so you can take my word for it, white racist people. That's right. right. Vote Californians. I live in Auckland, New Zealand. I've been I've been sending them all sorts of fraudulent ballots. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your if part. I, if I can vote, so too can you. <laughs> if I can vote all the way from Auckland, what's your excuse? And by the way, something we have brought up before, because the way that Newsom and the Democrats have kind of played this is that they tell you to vote no on whether he should be recalled, but then they also tell you not to vote in the second part of the election, which is where you would pick a candidate that would replace him if he were voted out. And we didn't we said we didn't know if like if you vote no, you can still vote for somebody and you can. So mm -hmm. you're first voting no, don't replace him. But if for some reason he does lose that and just think about every major election and how much conservative the conservative side has overperformed based on the polling, like a, like from Brexit forward. So you have to get out there. You have to vote no. But then I don't know. Vote like there's. It does feel like the the Democrats should have consolidated behind a single candidate. I think that there's a guy named Doctor Brandon Ross who's just a doctor. Uh, he's not. He's not like a politician or anything. But he basically just says, a doctor. <laughs> yeah, but like he's not like a nothing more, he, nothing less. He's he's just like I ran because it didn't seem like there were any real Democrats who were running like the leading Democrat candidate is a YouTube influencer who seems to be like more economically libertarian than anything else. And so I don't know. I'm going Dr. Brandon Ross for the win. Long shot. You're not going to go for Kevin Pathraft, the YouTube financial advice guy? <laughs> no. Doesn't oh, he man. seem doesn't he seem like kind of libertarian? Dude, he's the second you're like, I think vaccine mandates decisions should be left to individual businesses yeah. and schools. You're like, okay. bye-bye. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you want to like vote as insurance after you vote. No, I, I would go Dr. Brandon Ross because he's like, yeah, we're just going to do the same thing as Newsom did, which is better than all the other alternatives that I've seen. He's running uh, the best stealth campaign. He's like, I'm a fucking Republican. dude. <laughs> well, that's what I think. I, I legitimately think that's what's happening with Path Pathraf is that he he seems like he has he's like all a, Republican policies. Well, or, yeah, I mean, he's just that thing of, you know, socially accepting ish but then there's right. also a lot of like in your your busy my business rights type stuff right. to do when you're a financial advice guy you're not really out here advocating for the working poor I don't you think. boys know who should be in charge don't you Who? who's that well it's us thank <laughs> you if the we New were Zealanders? in the driver's no no it's oh. the three of us if we were in yeah. the driver's seat thank you, know, you. we'd this... iron all these kinks out no trouble no worries get this yeah. unholy triumvirate into the governor's mansion please yeah. vote o'brien gray montgomery omg oh shit uh, watch that could be something in the future where people are like, I don't know, I like this group of three bros rather than <laughs> right. one candidate. <laughs> we're like, oh fuck. All right, let's talk let's talk uh vaccine mandates. The Republicans are oh pissed. God. They're fucking they've this is the moment that I think they were always waiting to scream about, which is when and most people were like when is uh when are we just going to make vaccines like mandatory to like, you know, like work in a federal like just the bare right. minimum? And we're there. Joe Biden started off his big announcement yesterday just, you know, trying to be like an old disappointed dad. OK, talking to people who haven't gotten the vaccine. And, and let's hear the old Joe Biden give us, you know, just his really, really disappointed in you, pal. Uh, energy. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient. And their come is worthless. 
But our patience is wearing thin. You hear that? Patience Ooh. is wearing thin. Do you yeah. hear what I'm saying? Don't Pappy's getting mad. Don't ma- don't have him call Corn Pop and meet <laughs> you outside the old rec center with a rusty blade. Like, okay. I mean, I get it. It's true. He's sort of like, what's the what what else can there be? Yeah. The bit that stood out to me was when he said that all of the people with half a vaccine, um, their cum is now worthless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was me, guy. I apologize. Oh, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I added that commentary. But yeah. Commentary, that, yeah. Commentary <laughs> on the uh, worthlessness of the cum of the vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is all part of his six-point plan to battle COVID. The first one being like getting more strict with vaccine mandates, meaning all employers with 100 plus employees have to ensure their workers are vaccinated or either tested weekly, requiring vaccinations for all federal workers and for millions of contractors that do business with the federal government. There's like more details along with that. The second is about getting more help for people who need, you know, boosters or who are going to be more at risk during this pandemic. Uh, The next being if like people working in schools, like keeping the schools safe. So that's like calling on states to adopt vaccine requirements for school employees, providing more funding to schools who if they like are in a state where a governor's like, if you fucking take care of the kids, I swear to God, you will get no money. Well, they also have a plan to say if that happens, we'll come in and subsidize that because you shouldn't be punished for, you know, looking after children's safety, then getting more testing ramped up, getting cheaper at home tests, because that's been a huge fucking another stupid just shortcoming of this uh, pandemic for the United States is like the testing regimes been like really not great getting free testing. Then there's like more PPP stuff and protections for small businesses and like adding like federal and military medical teams to hospitals and regions that are like in these situations where like we have no more beds we have no more doctors we only have more sick people and yeah Yeah. that's been but the gop they have just completely predictably just gotten stuck on the vaccine mandate part none of the other stuff because they're not gonna be like they want to keep our kids safe or they want to help small businesses with certain things no it's this and they're all bringing that this is nazi germany energy well, let's hear it from themselves, because sometimes it's just better to hear someone get really, really upset about this um, <laughs> because it's it's the bare minimum. First up is let's hear from Josh Mandel, who is clearly uh, currently like the front runner in the uh, Senate sort of primary that's going on. And he is out here basically saying, I don't, I don't know, his just so you know, he has a tweet that says, do not comply with tyranny. When the Gestapo show up your front door, okay. you know what to do. OK, and this is the clip that he attached to that very brave tweet. Hey, guys, it's Thursday night, September 9th. I'm driving through Western Ohio. We're driving through a cornfield. Just to set it up, he's literally in front of us, just some weird sign that says Trump in front of a bunch of corn and someone's like hazard lights are flashing. So the lighting's really all kinds of a mess. Yeah. Back to the video. Here a town called Loganville, Ohio. My uh, blood is boiling, enraged at what I've seen from the White House today, trampling on our freedom, trampling on our liberty, trampling on what? I took an oath to defend when I joined the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, I'm not even going to call him President Biden. He's not. Joe Biden Whoa. is creating a constitutional crisis. Okay, sorry. I can't hear you amongst all the <laughs> fucking truck traffic as you do your <laughs> diet beer hall push, fool. Right. Anyway, so that's him. <laughs> it's so like, funny that he was like, I was just driving through a cornfield. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? Yeah, Why I mean... You- that like folksiness, just, it's you like, know? yeah, you gotta, you gotta make a gesture to the heartland of America and don't even put any thought into how much your gesture makes sense. Like right. driving through a cornfield. Why the fuck are you doing that? You're ruining a lot of corn, dude. <laughs> right through a cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> I was just staring at all this great American corn and it was making me so mad. Yeah, oh, and man. as my as my truck tires just ripped apart, whoever's crop this is, I thought <laughs> my truck is trampling on on the rights of these corn stalks like Joe Biden <laughs> is trampling mm. on our freedoms, our liberties. And again, they all say the same thing without being very 
particular or specific. It's just they have to evoke the ring, ring the alarm bell of like tyranny. Nobody yeah. can define that word at all. But, you know, it's has a negative connotation. And I also just want to talk about Christy Nome, who, and right as it stands, she just signed an executive order uh, essentially banning uh, people's access to abortion medications. She also had just a lot of a lot of things to say, too, when it comes to doing what you need to do, what's right for your body to be safe. Um, oh. This is not a power that is delegated to the federal government. This is a power for states to decide. In South Dakota, we're going to be free, and we're going to oh. make sure that we don't overstep our authority. So we will take action. My legal team is already working, and we will defend and protect our people from this unlawful mandate. Joe Biden has already said, when they said, what do you, because obviously everyone in their fucking literal mother is going to sue to try right. and alter the course of this, which, by the way, like they say, this pro these mandates probably won't be actually like in any kind of written form until like maybe four to six weeks. But he just said when they're like, Joe, President, Mr. President, what do you think of like all these people who want to sue? He just said, have at it. Yeah. He was just like, I don't care. Like, this is what we have to do. And, you know, that's I think how a lot of people just feel at this point. Just, just like, I don't what else can you say? Being president of america looks like the worst job in the world yeah yeah it, it, it is i mean you're dealing with the again the most propagandized human beings on earth where we're going to be debating honestly at some point if two plus two is actually four or if it's tyranny that it's four or voter fraud that two plus two is four then there's just some really scathing words that have come out matt walsh has come out and just dunked on Joe Biden by talking about his appearance. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting that we were assured for four years that Donald Trump is a tyrant, that he is, you know, Hitler incarnate. And meanwhile, he was like the least ty tyrannical president we've had in, in, a, in a very long time uh, with his, you know, with the way that he used his authority. No, we, we had to elect this rotting bag of oatmeal to get. Okay, so Ooh. he said rotting bag of oatmeal. And that's that seems nice. to be the general. Point. I was I was um I was at the open mic. He was trying that gear out the night before, right. and it crushed. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have oatmeal, oatmeal in New Zealand? Do you call uh, it? What do you eat? Yeah, yeah. Oatmeal's not U.S. specific. <laughs> Why not? Some people actually, have like muesli and like you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we I think we we do call it muesli. Actually, this from I went to a um. It was like a it was like a twins angels game or something in Anaheim like a long time ago when I was in America. And I remember there were these jocks who were sitting like we were near the outfield and we were, there were these jocks who were like two rows in front of me and they were trying to trash talk. Like I couldn't really get a read on what their energy was, but they were trying to trash talk this outfield and they're like, "Hey, I don't know the guy's name. We'll call him Greg." They're like, "Hey, Greg, your oatmeal. <laughs> no one likes oatmeal." Wow. And this was like on my first trip to America. And I was like, wow, man, <laughs> not, not everyone in here is as articulate as I might have imagined. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think, well, man, the violence in this place is unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. And lastly, I just want to play this one clip just to check in with people on the furthest parts of the right wing spectrum. Coach Dave. Dave Dobbenmeyer, we've played some of his takes before, like in past years, because he's always popping up on Right Wing Watch. And he's this guy who calls him like his whole persona is he's like a sports coach and is mm. given telling people like all this weird hyper right wing shit. But like with his like Jesus Christ emblazoned baseball hat. Yeah. And he plays baseball for Jesus. For Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. He just at the beginning of last week, he was so sick that he could barely do his show. And I just want to play this because it's a really weird, it's just a glimpse into someone who is so bought into this idea of what is COVID or not COVID, and they're ex possibly experiencing it, that I think just kind of brings it all together. So this is Coach Dave, who says he doesn't have COVID, but his symptoms sure sound like it. Un unbelievable a weekend. I, I bet I slept, I don't know how much I slept. I. I I woke I woke up to go back to sleep. All all is un unbelievable. Sweating. Uh, <coughs> man, talking to my wife's upstairs with a whip. She didn't even want me to come down here this morning. And 
<laughs> I'm here and I covered your prayers. You know, everybody says the same thing. Oh, you got COVID. Well, what, do, what the hell does that even mean? I got COVID. What is that? What is COVID? I got something. And uh, man, that's been, I'm telling you, man, it has been like nothing I've ever, ever experienced in my life. I can't eat. I, I can't even drink. If I, if I drink water, if I drink, I didn't matter what it is. I immediately want to throw up. And I have drenched my bed as about as many times as you can drench it <laughs> with fever. And uh, so I just, I just covet your prayers, if you would. Okay. The next day, he said, I don't have COVID. If anything, I got something from a vaccinated person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So, you know, you know how those people are running around spreading that fresh vex disease. Right. Because you, you surely seem like someone who attr- attracts the, your energy seems so seductive to people who are, are into vaccines that they would just yeah. be swarming around you constantly. But yeah, it's, it's just wild when he says stuff like, what is even COVID? <laughs> right. Like, that's not a legitimate question, sir. And if you've been this, it, he's even out loud saying, this is probably the worst thing I've ever gone through. Right. But still unwilling to even go to get a test to confirm if it is or not. And just relying on his like contrarian, like macho, toxic masculinity and like masculine energy to just be like, what the hell does that even mean? Sick. What does that mean? Weak. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I've drenched my bed in sweat multiple times. <laughs> I've drenched my bed multiple it's, times. Shout it's just fucking. Him. And we're just watching this play in like the most painfully ironic, tragic way. So, yeah, this is why we have to have, you know, adults who say this is what we need to do to get through things. Because if Coach Dave were the president, he would he would probably be opening like uh, openly questioning what illness even is like the definition if that's yeah. more about having sin or something than you know a viral yeah. infection i mean well, yeah, as we the quality of baseball in your country would be you know <laughs> it, would, it would go up yeah. remarkably that's true we we covered before that uh dur- during the 1911 pandemic uh, they went door to door to make sure you got your vaccine this is not anything new this is not unprecedented this is how you react to a global pandemic i was confused miles when you're going through the like different like steps the different points of biden's kind of plan of action plan Mm -hmm. six point plan there was a thing about like not they're not being at home tests but like are are those for people who have lost their taste because you can figure out if you have covid by tasting your own pee right yeah, that's well, and I told you don't say that on the air because that's a test I'm working on privately. Right. It's going to be very lucrative. And yeah. I've only been asking people I've grudged. Is that just with. us? Is that just uh, me? Like, <laughs> just you, bro. <laughs> Tell me, how is it? You got COVID today or no? Do it on camera. What? Sorry. Uh, really? Uh... I, I've been working on a similar test, but it's, it's based on the logic that I can taste when I don't have COVID in my pee. <laughs> <laughs> and so every day, fresh cup of piss. Every day, you gotta, be free. You yeah. gotta be vigilant. No, but I, they're just saying, like, we just need to. Imp- I know that was a great setup, but generally, what it means. <laughs> no, I, I know we. Don't yeah, we just that. have. Right. Uh, they just have to be like just cheaper. You know what I mean? For anybody oh, to course. have a pile yeah. of tests and like before you go out and yeah. be able to do that. But yeah. No, I was of course joking. I, I realized that I'm one of the few who With can taste COVID and in, in urine uh, sometimes can even smell it. So, um, you know, yeah, hit me up if you need. Well, I, I, you know, test. together we, we could put our head because I am the other side of the coin. Um, I, can <laughs> right. taste, yeah. I can't taste when it's in there, but I can taste when it's not in there. Yeah. So between us, yeah. you know, you line up a, a table full of urine and, we, and we'll diagnose you. It'll take a long time because you have to FedEx the pee to L.A., then Auckland, New Zealand, and you should get your weeks in about three months. There you go. <laughs> we got a backlog you wouldn't believe. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> someone sent their poo. And we're back. And uh, Cesar Milan, Caesar Milan. I like. I like Cesar. Cesar oh, yeah. Milan. Caesar. I haven't, I haven't heard from him in a while, but 
you know, he is back in the news getting sued because one of his pit bulls attacked somebody that was visiting his house. It it was this woman named Lydia Mattis. She was visiting her mom who works for Caesar Milan. So it was like this building that like Caesar owns and his dog, one of his pit bulls named Junior, apparently was just roaming the halls free because I'm sure like with Caesar money, like, yeah, I love working here. It's just dogs around and everything's cool. This dog bit the fuck out of her and her and she's basically suing for damages because she had a very promising like gymnastics career. Apparently she was like, you know, competing at the highest level of youth gymnastics and was like about to get her scholarship. But like she just, you know, she got some pain and shit and it's kind of fucked her up. So she's suing. But the gossip in this story isn't really about this. It's that in this lawsuit, this this lawsuit is alleging that like a Caesar Milan has known this dog has been a problem, but also this dog has like killed another dog saying that Caesar, quote, New Jr. had a history of violence, yet regularly allowed the dog to roam free. Uh, She says the dog had bitten several people and mauled several dogs, including one dog owned by Queen Latifah. According to the lawsuit, Queen Latifah brought two of her dogs to Caesar's Dog Psychology Center. She says Jr. mauled one of her dogs to death, and Lydia claims Caesar covered it up by telling his staff to not tell Queen Latifah that it was attacked, but instead it was hit by a car. I, Hmm. I just have to say, as someone who doesn't know who Caesar Milan is, this is one of the most sensational on-air pivots I've I've taken part in. Where <laughs> we're sort of in the depths of U.S. politics, and now there's a, a man with a dog on the loose that's being yeah. rude to Queen Latifah's yeah, dog. Yeah, killed the queen, killed Queen Latifah's dog. Oh man, yeah. Caesar it's Milan what, is the dog whisperer. Yeah. Uh, ah, I see. And another piece of the jigsaw falls into Are place. Are you not familiar <laughs> with Caesar's work? Not oh, intimately, you, you must. No. You oh. must watch. Is there? It, I, there must be an equivalent, right? Because I feel like he set off this like whole movement of like dog training shows that just blew. up. Do you up. guys have dogs in New yeah. Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're hoping to get them next year. We just got cats. We just got cats. He's got three cats, cats just in the dropped. whole country. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hooper's 2019 <laughs> masterpiece, and can I say we love it? <laughs> no, You've seen oh, it multiple that, times. That I can see from Caesar Milan's perspective, I can see that it's a lot of bad press if, if word gets out that he's actually not so hot with dogs. Well, he's been sort of in this uh, slow descent, you know, from his high rise status, you know, spot yeah. that he had where a lot of people are like, dude, your training techniques aren't that great. Other people are like, you're just not a good person to work for. So over time, like the Caesar Milan veneer has began to erode a bit. But just like yeah. the idea that whatever this in this lawsuit like that, I'm, I'm sure because her mom worked there, like, no, and you don't add this part. Junior killed Queen Latifah's dog. And then he tried to make it look like a car accident. You're like, whoa, I don't know <laughs> what that means. But this is all alleged. Not, and Queen Latifah hasn't commented. When when you first teased that we'd be talking about Caesar Milan's pitbull, I, I genuinely thought that Caesar Milan was the person who created the um rapping character Pitbull. Pit, I thought Milan's it was like pitbull. quite an artistic way of framing a, <laughs> right. a rap name. <laughs> Sean Carter's Jay Z. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Three oh five worldwide. Yes, we all know. What is right. Pitbull's real name? That's that would be good. Uh, C- Armando Christian Perez. So it'd be Armando Perez's pit bull. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Armando Perez's pit bull. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and it's a all it's a black box theater, single spotlight on a right. one stool, and he just comes out with his head down, and then the music <laughs> turns on, and he just activates. Woo! Oh, okay, man. you got a show there. Let's talk Miss America in another pivot uh, <laughs> to uh, wildly irrelevant subject matter. You know. Yeah, we really we really do cover the zeitgeist of the day. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, end to end. And so we've got Miss America hitting 100 years old. Yeah. And they seem to be going through a midlife crisis, like kind of a identity crisis type thing. At 100 years. At 100 years, which is when you mo- you tend to go through a midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my grandma, she was, when she hit 100, she was like, she, <laughs> Bought she changed her car. hair up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She started wearing stilettos and stuff. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they just dropped a press release that say they now want to, quote, redefine women's wellness to be focused on optimal health rather than physical appearance. 
Which yeah, it, a lot of people are baffled. They're like, what is this? What do you mean? Oh, wow. What does this it mean? It sounds like, yeah. Wellness? I mean, it sounds like the beginning of a pivot towards assessing these women for their minds. <laughs> well, or if, if not their minds, at least on the way to it, perhaps well, yeah, their exactly. internal organs. Because, yes. you know, if you remember, <laughs> we will be weighing your organs. They're like, wow, her kidney function is at the <laughs> highest levels of all these contestants. I mean, people are saying she may have had some kind of renal procedure going into this, but uh, we'll let the judges decide. So, you know, th they've been through this sort of identity crisis many times. In 2018, they're like, hey, we're getting rid of the swimsuit shit. And, you know, we're more than just some human livestock show. We value women that wear clothing as well. And this press release is like all over the place. And most people are like, we don't what it's not clear what you're saying. Like there's a lot of buzzwords, but it's not clear like what you are fundamentally yeah. doing. Like what is going on? Because the idea is that they're like their new identity coincides with some it just sounds like they're announcing that they're collaborating with a weight loss company. So they say, quote, as we usher in the hundredth year of our organization, we are excited to partner with Same Solution, the better movie, which is another film about like uh, wellness and, and diet and things like that. And Jonathan Baylor to, quote, provide a science based program endorsed by Harvard medical doctors for optimal women's wellness as oh, we continue no. our commitment to helping women be the best versions of themselves. An important initiative for the future of our organization. Huh? Hmm. Honestly, stick to your guns, Miss America. Line them up. Say if you think they're hot. Don't <laughs> confuse yourselves by introducing <laughs> anything. Like, well, it's just die, ride or die with what you've got, you know? Like, yeah. wellness is such a nonspecific and almost loaded word at this point. What is wellness? Yeah. It's well, like. Listen to this. this. So, the CEO of Miss America went on a show to discuss like she's like and this in our hundred years like this is really the pivot to the future and again even when she says it it just sounds so fucking vague like you're like <laughs> say something that's a real sentence with an idea career so this is a perfect pivot for miss america into our next 100 years we no longer judge on the physical appearance and outer beauty, so to speak, of our, our candidates. We are focusing on what they do in their communities, what they represent in the education and their career goals. And our goal with the partnership with Sane Solution and, of course, Jonathan Baylor's wellness curriculum is to show that you need to have peak performance to be able to be a successful woman and achieve your greatness. Your what? Wow. <laughs> Is it, it's it, actually, it's exciting. It <laughs> is exciting for the wrong reasons to see, you know, like it just changes what you're following Miss America for, I guess. Right. It's like, like we're going to do blood testing to make sure you are at peak performance. We're going to make sure that you are a well-tuned machine. Like it, right, because if your organs are working properly, then you'll have six-pack abs, which is just a good, <laughs> it happens to be a great coincidence that we also judge on, but not to do with everything because it still feels at its center it's people parading around to present themselves in this visual yeah. sense that how are you then you'd have to completely upend what this is well, and it would be about america's healthiest woman wellness mm -hmm. is also it's just like it's it is so delightfully vague it's like bootleg health it's like right. how do you <laughs> how do you health. define what wellness is it's yeah. like I love it. I, for one, welcome this new era of Miss America. And I can't wait to watch these um these women be assessed for wellness. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. there's going to be like a Gwyneth Paltrow will be there being like, so like, yeah. what are your vibes? I feel like right. her vibe, I feel like that last girl's vibes are off. What are, like what are really you like? Off. Yeah. Yeah. The one who was sort of like, you know, not well. You know, that, like, I mean, wasn't, be, wasn't optimally performing. Like they're just gonna so, like use all this other right. language to describe <laughs> physical flaws. But right. doesn't doesn't that sound fun? Like a, a pageantry which is based on just the energy the contestants are giving. Oh, off. I would love so that. It's like you're just watching. You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel this. It would be a total farce, but so entertaining because it 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 makes anyone watching an expert if you're like this this pageant's all about vibes and you're like oh shit I can read vibes and you're right. like no. No, J-Lo, <laughs> I don't agree with you. That's the, she's, no, her vibes are off. <laughs> like, this isn't correct. She's lying about her vibrations. Yeah, because vi vibes are personal, but beauty is objective. <laughs> That's Thank the other you. thing is like, if they're going to be, 
and again, I'm not here to say this is what you need to do or don't do. But like if if for how revolutionary that they're trying to make this seem like I, you'd expect something where they would be like, we're trying to sort of, you know, decouple this concept of physical beauty from having any connection to achievement or worth. Right. But they can't articulate that fully because it's still this like beauty pageant. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah. They're like, yeah, so we're we're trying to concentrate on wellness, but you're still going to be hot to enter, right? <laughs> right, because right, are we going to see a new kind of pageant contestant? Because from its foundation, it seems like it was built for the male gaze, and mm. but I guess this is what's happening as they're trying to be like we can do we can be a more woke version of ourselves, but this like this brand I feel is so irrelevant and like dead yeah. that it right. just feels like these are the final sort of last convulsions of an about it's, to explode yeah. 100 year old bloated whale carcass very fun to watch like a historic piece of misogyny have an identity crisis while it's celebrating its centenary right <laughs> it really like the next hundred years there are strong uh pepsi logo vibes i i know i always talk about this but the leaked right marketing <laughs> packet that the marketing firm that redesigned the pepsi logo sent to them is one of the great documents of our time. And it's just full of just vague bullshit that's like, this is a pivot to the millennium (laughs) mindset of Pepsi. And then like the only thing they did was like make it, make it kind of look like it was melting a little bit. It is getting hotter. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, just one last quote is from one of the guys who started the Sane Solutions Diet, Jonathan Baylor. He said, quote, we enable optimal wellness through proven science, (laughs) practical habits, and powerful love. So doing that in partnership with such an empowering organization at such a critical inflection point is a dream come true, both as a CEO and a father of two daughters. There it is. So I'm a good. girl dad. I got to say it. I'm, I'm a father I'm of two dad. daughters. So, you know, this is actually really meaningful to me. Yeah. Optimal wellness, practical habits, powerful. You never hear people say, as a father of daughters, I find women sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't connect the two. It's always yeah. just to be like, no, no, no. See, like. I know this may seem problematic, but like I'm doing it from my perspective of someone that is taking up for the ladies of my life. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, credit to the pageant world. It seems uh, you, you you as well are trying to figure out what to do in this as the world continues to change. In this cancel culture. Yeah. Ugh, brother. Well, Guy, uh, on that note, <laughs> it's been uh, a pleasure, as always, having you. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? You can find me at Guy underscore Mont on Twitter and Instagram. And I would encourage all of you, I was recently a contestant on uh, season two of Taskmaster New Zealand. And um, if anyone's looking for a a good time, a a feel-good sort of show that doesn't actually have any bearing on anything to do with the real world, all of that is available on YouTube. It was the greatest working experience of my life, obviously, aside from my appearances on The Daily Zeitgeist. Of course. Mm. Uh, so I, if, if anyone's intrigued, I encourage you to check it out. Nice. Where, where can they watch it? Just oh, it's, all on, it's all on, illegally, it's all on YouTube. Some okay. champion has uploaded it for international viewers, and um, you'll find it all there. If you look up Taskmaster NZS2, you can't go wrong. There you go. Here it is. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? I it's yeah, there is actually. It's from a a Sydney comic who I'm friends with, a guy called Tom Cashman, published a Venn diagram recently, which was two circles, as Venn diagrams so often are. One of them was a circle that said apocalypse, and the other one was a circle that said having to go to work. And then the circles overlapped a little bit in the middle, and there was a tiny arrow pointing to that part that said, somehow we ended up here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should have known. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Grey. Also, look, there's another show I do. It's about 90 Day Fiance. Go check that out. It's Sophia Alexander and I, and it's called 420 Day Fiance. And it's just 
it's it's feral. Okay, it's the feral podcast. Check that out. Some tweets that I like. First one is from uh, Yadoye, past guest. Uh, we love him at Yadoye underscore. He said, man, him, I we, hate folks. L.A. I asked my friend if he liked Donda and he said, yeah, but I wish they used my mix on Hurricane. Then played me his mix in the car. Wow. <laughs> L.A. stupid thing, but I feel like that is uh, something you would hear in L.A. Another one from Jasmine Don at Jasmine V. Don tweeted, If your milk hotel is neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the milk hotel of the oppressor. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> and then uh, M. Nate Shyamalan tweeted, uh, Did it hurt? When you convinced everyone to play your favorite board game and then somebody said, This is complicated. While you read the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, I had that Jasmine Don one about Neutral Milk Hotel. And I also had Zach Silderberg, uh, who tweeted, I like dropping bombshells on my therapist in the last few minutes. So it feels like we're ending each session on a cliffhanger. <laughs> a little, little life hack for you you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily zeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy miles what song are we sending people to go check out so this is from an artist named Kate Bollinger or Bollinger. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. It's from uh, Charlottesville. And uh, this track is called Shadows. And it's got like, I don't know, like the it, it feels like this interesting mix between like breathy folk sort of singer songwriter stuff. But the band behind it is like very sort of like boom bap hip hop kind of like Ooh. if it was just a it feels it, I don't know. It's just a good juxtaposition of kind of nice like lo-fi sort of band beats kind of stuff that you could easily see be like sampled and turned into a rap track but also her very breathy singing delivery is kind of like if you like jose gonzalez like kind of that style you know james taylorish vibes you'll you'll dig this track so this is shadows by kate bollinger all right well the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning, but we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.